Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. I'm Chris Heine. And I'm Francesca Butchko. And this week we're taking a break from our game series to talk about what it's like to lose a nice member of a very small and very intimate oh, no. team. <laughs> now I feel like it's been sprung on me. It's been <laughs> sprung. Talk about that. It's been sprung. It has been a short time coming. Uh, it's been a new a new thing. But team member Francesca Butchko is off to new endeavors mm-hmm. to fancy lands and to other places that start with a letter other than M for Minneapolis. So I was trying to figure out how <laughs> and that And M works. for Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, and for Minnesota. It, uh, Francesca's headed to Seattle not only to go and pursue amazing, awesome opportunities that have popped up, but as we were thinking about this, we were going to ask her what that's like leaving a place that you've been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And we were going to talk a little bit about what it's like thinking about such an intimate group um, having to say goodbye uh, to somebody. So although it sounds like it might be a sad podcast, it really isn't. We have a lot of really interesting thoughts about what it's like starting new things, finding new communities, and also keeping in touch with people and stuff that actually isn't in your backyard. So, Also, I'm not leaving the podcast either. <laughs> I'll still be talking on the podcast. So no one will know except for Chris us. Is, Chris is shrugging. But... We'll see. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, Chris is like, I'm going to edit out everything you're saying. <laughs> We're going to have a Skype podcast and then just edit Francesca completely out. So Aww. the first thing that I guess I'll I'll throw it over here to you, Francesca. Um, do you want to tell people what your plans are? Yeah, I have a new job at a product design company in Seattle, and it is in Queen Anne, which is a really cool neighborhood that is north of the Sound. Now I'm confused. Maybe it's south, but I'm pretty sure it's north of the Sound. Um, My sister lives there, so I'm very excited to see her. I get to see her like max two times a year, and I'm also really excited to move to a new city because I love cities, and I actually have been to Seattle a couple times, and I really love Seattle, so... I don't know. It's it's kind of boring. It's exciting for me, but I feel like for everyone else, they're like, yeah, okay. Okay. Well, think about this. Okay. All of us at one time in this room have moved from our hometowns to here. and um, From different states, too. None of us are from Minnesota. And what's weird about leaving your hometown, or leaving any place, actually, um, is that you've obviously, in a lot of places, established some roots of your familiar places that you go, and stuff that you love, and your favorite coffee houses, and like your routines that you have. Mm-hmm. And we've had podcasts before where we've talked about what it's like traveling to a place where your eyes are wide open, and you're experiencing everything at this like really electric level, you know? Um, I've been here in Minneapolis since 2000. So Whoa, it's like 15 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's about as long as I lived in my hometown, it which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I've and, been here since 2005. So and how about you guys? 2000. 2000? 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, after a while, you start to kind of relate your new space as your home. And Francesca and I were talking about this. And I, I know that it's just the beginning of when you start to feel out what's in your new space. Like you don't even know what's going on yet. Um, you don't know where anything is necessarily. You kind of know where you are. And then you do these weird little concentric circles outwards until you start to form your new path and new you know, relationships and new stuff like that. On the flip side, when you think about when somebody important to you is going somewhere else, your routines change as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had many friends kind of go off to new spaces and places. And every time it happens, you readjust like, you know, the person that's that stays put, like readjust what they do and tries to figure out how they're going to continue doing the things that they like with the absence of this person. Mm. Um, So I was going to ask you, Francesca, since you're doing the big move, Mm 
Um, are you going to ride the adrenaline rush of like all the stuff that's happening that's new? Yes. Do you think that you're going to hit a point where all of a sudden you realize you're actually gone? I imagine I will, yes. Really? Yeah. Have that Has that hit you yet that you're leaving? No. I mean, it, it has like technically. But you're too busy to think about it? I. It is really a lot of stuff to move especially across, country. across the country yeah it is so many things which is amazing considering how much stuff you don't have what do you mean yeah, i don't to other people oh, i don't own a, on the yeah, I don't have, like, a, own a lot of things but just like well pets can complicate things a lot and um yeah it, there's a lot of stuff so i've been just trying to figure stuff out and make sure that when i get there i'm not going to be sleeping on the street which I'm not. I have an apartment already, so nobody worry. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you think it's finally going to hit you? Like a month? After- I think it'll be sooner than a month. I think I've been, it's kind of been hitting me because I I feel like drawing and making things a lot and I haven't had any time to. And it's like overwhelming how much I want to make art based on like all the feelings that I'm having. Based, you know, this this is kind of something that doesn't happen very often. And, you know when you get that adrenaline all of a sudden you start noticing other things or you get really sentimental about really tiny things and so i have been not journaling but kind of writing tiny phrases of things like okay well later on remember this because you need to make a piece of art about it so i think i've been a little bit aware of it but maybe when i'm working on that stuff i actually when my best friend from college moved away i had a sim it's not the same but a kind of a similar thing where you know, it didn't hit until she was gone, and then I remember making a bunch of art about it. Really? Yeah, I produced like the there was a show that I did. In fact, I think you own one of the pieces, but it was it was about Minneapolis, which is weird. And I own one of them. You stayed and she left. At I that stayed point. and she left. Yeah, and and so I felt really strongly about Minneapolis, and I wanted to express that somehow. So I made like eight watercolor paintings, and I kept the first one. And I could never sell it because I remember distinctly making it. And then that was when I realized what was happening. And I was like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> so, so Lots cool. of emotions in there. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm kind of excited to ha- like have that feeling again because it's not something you can manufacture. You know, you kind of and you can't like just decide I'm going to have feelings today. So <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because I know that it's going to happen and I'm not going to be able to like like I wonder if I'm going to start crying on the new job. I'm curious about that. If all of a sudden you're going to be like, I'm not in Minneapolis I anymore. Doubt it, I, doubt I, I might. I might. I'm, I probably won't do it loudly, but but the people that I'm <laughs> going to be working with are really nice. <laughs> I like them all already, and, I, and they'd understand. And and the person I'm going to be working with the most also recently moved there from uh, also cross country. So I'm, I'm sure if I do start crying, she'll be like, they're there. Either that or she'll just like pretend she doesn't know that I'm crying, which she'll is what I kind of want. Stealthily hand you tissue and she's like, here, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like tears all over our computers. Well, it's funny that you the first place that your mind goes is to make some art about it because that's definitely not where I would go. It's funny because I feel like I'm an art person and that I'm a creative person, but in terms of like art acting as therapy for me, I probably would not try and put it out that way. I think I think I usually go straight to the bottle. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not true, Chris. Oh my god! I go straight to talking with people, and I and then I go in these big spiraling conversations about you know like like I talk it out, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll talk it out and I'll say like oh you know these are all the things that are changing and what am I going to do and how is this going to work and all this stuff and I think like going through some of those big giant weird like just like releases of 
thoughts, even if you have no idea where it's going, is a lot more therapeutic for me, which is funny because I think that in my case, I relate, I would hope people relate to what I'm saying by hearing what I I think they do. feeling, you know, and I, I think it's interesting because I know you're a very different kind of person than I am, but you're kind of self-creating uh, and self-containing some of these things within a different kind of output, you know? Yeah. Well, I think mm-hmm. that, I think especially if people have gone through it before, and I think it's, I mean, it's cool that we've all, everybody in this room has done this at least once. Some probably more than once. I don't know. Has anybody moved more than once? I mean, I moved, but I not, like, not down drastically. The street. Yeah, like across town or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I when I moved the first time, I felt super liberated to be like, I'm going to a city where I know nobody and this is amazing. Yeah, I felt that way too. And then after yeah. my parents dropped me off, I cried for like three days. Aww. So so it'll be good. <laughs> I'm really excited. To cry for three days. Yeah, I was, I was really, and I get, I'm still, and to this day, like my parents came and helped me pack stuff. And to this day, like when they drive away after like helping me, I always have to like stand there and watch them go away like a movie because like, that's how I I work. I'm super sentimental about that. It's interesting. You've been a big part of our lives also, like on a different level. I think everybody knows that we work together at Paper Bicycle too. Mm -hmm. Um, long time ago i met you as as you were my student Mm -hmm. (laughs) at mcad Mm -hmm. like what in 2006 or something yeah earlier even 2005 was my first year of mcad so so maybe soon after that yeah i don't know if i was a junior i think i might have been a junior when i took your class i probably was older than everyone else and i remember we started working together soon after that i think you're a senior or something Mm -hmm. like that and then um and then it's interesting because I feel like one of the one of the things that's been amazing is just to meet up at coffee or like talk during work or stuff like that about all the other stuff that goes on in normal life. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny because I, I don't think I take it for granted the fact that that people are around, but it really does make me think about how big of a difference it's going to be not to be able to just turn around and be like, hey, what do you think about this thing? Or like, hey, I'm going through this crisis or like, you know, all this kind of stuff. I feel like there's a lot of those things that that you get from a very tight like group of friends or a really amazing workplace or even like some weird combo studio something something you know like mm-hmm. the people that are around you the most are the people that you often tell the most about yourself and the and the the people that you're most willing to share some of the day-to-day stuff that I might not tell a lot of people because they're not around enough to know the nuances you know mm-hmm. even if I do trust that that they'd probably you know uh emote with me or whatever um but it's funny because i think about that and it hasn't hit me yet that you're leaving and i know that skype is a fine replacement for some mm-hmm. things but it I also really good at the phone or by really good i mean i use the phone a lot i'm bad at the phone i am too i was I gonna ask too. chris what are your opinions on when somebody yeah. leaves i remember t- you told me this like right before i, I don't know I, I think it was before i said anything to anyone but i sort of knew what did you, what do you what think when say? somebody leaves the nest? I said, out of sight, out of mind, dead to me. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Not so God. many words, but yeah, kind of. It was something along those effects. And I was like, oh. well, why, why do you say that? Tell us what your thoughts are. Well, I don't really use the phone. I hate the phone. and I um, actually kind of hate the phone too. But Chris hates talking to me just in day-to-day stuff. So. I, <laughs> No, that, I don't know if that's talking true. in general is, is talking in general is kind of a pain. So um, <laughs> too bad we have a podcast. 
But I, I think it's like as much as I might have good intentions and other people have good intentions, when you, when you move away and you are not in the day-to-day life and not in the visual proximity of somebody, it's it's hard. I don't think – I don't get any worse friends with people. Right. But, but it sort of freezes in time. But I yeah, it sort of freezes in time. I, if a friend then moves out of town, when I see him, it's great. But we don't talk to each other ever besides that. And why do you think that is? Um, you just don't think about it? Yeah. Or you do I think know. about it because I mean life is busy. busy. I don't life know. Is yeah, busy. life is busy yeah. and and there's a lot of other things that are directly immediately in front of you. There's pets and you know jobs and uh, you know art Fires shows and, and right and new people projects. kind of move into your life too. And I think that that's the thing that happens. I think my introversion has made it easier for me to do the phone thing because the people that I got super connected with at MCAD like I stayed connected with because I, I know it takes, and you know this, it takes me years to be friends with someone. So I'm not going to like just let them go. I can slowly make other friends, but it's going to be a couple years before I have any new friends. So I'm going to have what? to. What? Like, <laughs> oh my God. It, it will. Like I'll, I'll hang out with people and we'll do stuff, but I won't feel completely comfortable until there's like a, a certain amount of time has passed. So, do you feel that that's the same kind of thing with you, Chris? Or do you feel like. No, like I mean, I don't. Everybody's a fun acquaintance and then there are just few people that pass into super friend zone or like... Yeah, I think people move in. I don't think it's that difficult. It's just, it is literally like things kind of get frozen in time for me. I don't talk to anybody from high school ever. Like not even one, I don't Do you think. think that's normal though? I don't really talk to anybody from high school. I don't yeah. think it's that yeah. normal. Really? I don't really? I don't normal. really talk to... I have a, some high school friends that I still care about, but I don't really talk to them. I think most people probably have one or you two have good people memories from their childhood like that, that yeah. they talk yeah. to. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I went to my friend's wedding, you know, and we send each other Christmas cards, but... See, I don't even do any of that. <laughs> Chris is like, good riddance. And I... And it, besides, you know, people directly involved with like where I live, there's not a lot of people from college who, if they moved away, then I don't talk to them. And is that basically the out of sight, out of mind thing? I think so. But it also, if I did run into them or we did get together it would be for instance brian kelly is a friend of ours he moved to ireland now he lives in germany when he comes back it is exactly it feels pretty much the exact same to me and he's been gone for 10 years yeah it's been 10 years and and when jesse riggle comes back to visit he's been overseas now for a year and a year and some change by the time he comes back and i anticipate that it will you know mainly be like he never left yeah Um, and what do you think that is just perspective of longevity like you're I'm so old now that time doesn't matter. No, because I've always oh. been like that. But I mean, also like Colin and Claire are people we have come for the workshops who I only meet for a weekend or a week or something like that. But I do develop a relationship with them. We did a workshop with Colin and Claire. Then we didn't see them for a year. And then we went to Iceland. And then the minute I saw them in Iceland, it was like they had just left from the workshop. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's just how I am. I think it probably has a lot more to do with my interactions with people, whereas Lindsay wants to have these super deep things. I'm just more looking for someone to like hang out and be there. I think I have a similar experience. A warm body. A warm body doesn't matter who it is. (laughs) Yeah. It could be a cat. could be just like a a warm bag of water. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think I have a very similar experience as Chris. Like the few friends that I do talk to back home, I, we don't talk on the phone. We don't talk at all. And then as soon as I go home, we hang out. And it's like nothing ever changed at all. And all the stuff that happens day to day, like, doesn't even matter that that even happened Mm because it's the same. But I think it also had to do with going back home. I realized that all I want to do is spend time with my family because that's the time that I have. And so, like, all the other people have just sort of, like, faded out because it's it's not important that I, like, 
maintain a million relationships. Right. I forgot if we've talked about this before, but isn't there like a number I'm sure of like close been. relationships you can maintain in time? Isn't it like four or something like that? Uh-oh. I think it's um, one. I feel like people write. One? <laughs> Chris Uh-oh. is like, I only Uh-oh. like one person. I feel like there's there's probably a million articles the same way they're like 10 tips to be a, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. All like A functioning human. Yeah. And I I feel like there's there's probably there's probably a general number where if if you're if you're actually spending a lot of time with somebody, I think it's almost impossible not to be like in a fairly emotionally intimate kind of relationship with them where you're symbiotic and and you rely on them as a as a person, as a friend, as a confidant, as an entity that is an extension of yourself. And I am guilty of this. I feel like when I look around at you guys, there are so many things where like I have gotten point uh, or past the point of of just thinking about my set of emotions and skills and abilities and as a human being and started thinking, and this is weird, maybe I've, I've a long time ago, I started thinking about you guys as a part of me, which is weird because when I think of me, I think of all the things that we do. I don't just think of me, you know, I am Borg. I am Borg. (laughs) I have assimilated. (laughs) There's my Star Trek reference for the podcast. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it had to happen somewhere. That's the first Star Trek reference. There's probably going to be more. Yeah, there's probably more. But, you know, it's one of those things where you you don't just... It's like when you're like, I'm going to dinner, and then you instantly think about the couple other people you want to come to dinner with you. I think it helps that we also have a name for our collective, you know? And even though Like Art Lab is... First of all, much bigger than just us, but it is kind of just us. But it also gives us, a, I don't know. It's its funny because even my friends, they refer to Liker Art Lab as they understand it's a gallery and it's a, a group of people that, you know, work on collaborative projects. But they also refer to Liker Art Lab as a group of people. Like as you guys? Right. So in they, quotes? They will, when like, they say like gray, they mean four people and they're referring to these, you know, us. And it's interesting because they'll do that. And I'm like, that's really funny that that's how you view it. You know, yeah, especially well, if you're used to the minutia of like data. So we are all used to the minutia of day to day. And I think it may be easier to see like, like again, my local friends view us as like a unit, which is funny. I don't think that's strange at all. I don't think it's, mm-hmm. it's strange. Well, it's kind of strange. I'm thinking about it sometimes. I'm like, I'm like, but we're four different people and we're very different, but but anyone in the neighborhood, if they sees one of us, they'll probably see right. multiples. To the to yeah. the point where they're like someone. I have many occasion people come up to me and talk about start talking about something, and I'll be like, "Oh, you must have been talking to Lindsay, or you must have been talking to Jenny." But then they were confusing for you, Chris. Because <laughs> Chris never says any words to anybody, so they're just like, "It must not have been Chris," because he doesn't talk to me. But I I get that. I mean, I get why that would be a thing. I mean, I I think I mean that's one of the things about being being in a group with somebody whether it's because you guys are best friends mm-hmm. or because you become bigger or something much more than just acquaintances you know i think in our case we rely on each other for personal life things as much as we do you know got to get stuff done time you know and it's very weird to think about how often we cross the line between you know getting stuff done for work and getting stuff done for life there's it's there's not even a line there is no one. There, there's just a big fuzzy chalk mark that has been completely demolished. Yeah. And I feel like there's, there's, I think that takes a lot though to even blur that between like friendship and work time. 
yeah. for a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people come home from work and then they're like, well, that was that. Good thing I don't got to see those peens anymore, you know, and then you, <laughs> you like go and you do your own thing with your own friends or something like that. Yeah. But I feel like there's very few people that embrace like what they do you know like there's there's no line there's no line between what i think about during the day it's a giant mush of like everything you know Mm -hmm. we all have our own projects but you guys are so involved you know what i'm doing all the time you know when i'm going to teaching you know when i'm going to take my cats to the vet or if i'm having a struggle with like pet times or you know you know what's happening with my family because there's all this stuff that is like you know it's part of your daily interaction and you you tend to share that minutia with people that you are around a lot right? mm-hmm. so when jenny for example do you find that when somebody's not within your zone like past friendships like past uh, current friendships people that you really care about since they're not here mm-hmm. in the gallery do you think that your relationships have changed based on um, what they're aware of now or what I they're not do. aware of. I mean, there was a time, I remember after graduating, I had a really close group of friends that we traveled together, we studied in Ireland together, we like did a bunch of projects right after school together and would work on things. And at one point, I remember sitting around the table with them and a couple of them were talking about going away to grad school. And one person said, I can't wait to get out of Minnesota. And I was trying to imagine what it would be like for like everyone to split up and go in different directions and I was like I can't imagine a time when this would ever happen but now it makes so much more sense like people have out of the five of us two people have gone to grad school one person is teaching in another art school around the country another person is in Australia right now like it's just like everyone sort of breaks apart and I think that if we were to hang out again it would be like nothing ever changed and I'm happy for all the things that they're doing. I have them like in a weird back of my mind. Are you aware spot. of their daily minutia? No. I mean, I don't like, it I don't just make an effort to like talk to them every day. And I do, for example, my sisters, they're on my mind constantly. And so that's just something that is like, I feel like I know them well enough to sort of like imagine what they're doing or like imagine what the kind of conversations or relationships or whatever is going on in their life. Um, but I do think that like what's going on here, what we have as like a friendship or a team of people feels so much more real or different than any of the other friendships because it's not like involved in like every single day, all day long and what's going on and expressing how we're feeling about things. Like one of my favorite things to do is like go to spy house and get a coffee and just like sit and talk or read tarot or something like that because it is a chance to like we're we're still working we're still in the neighborhood of working but we're also like having a chance to be a person and talk about what's going on in our life or what we're struggling with or like how what the cards have in store for us or things like that which is really relaxing and nice and so I don't think I ever had that level of friendship with some of the other people that I at one point was like oh I can't imagine my life without you um it's not that I don't want them around I just like it's not they're not in front of my face they're not somebody that I see every day you know so how do you think and this is just a general question I feel like to keep that sort of intimacy with somebody it has to be on both sides of the friendship to maintain being involved sharing what's going on so the hard thing is I guess to know how much to tell somebody about what you're going through how much time do you have to show somebody like you know what's up or how much do you describe 
And this yeah. is a funny thing. Like, how can you paint a picture of what you're going through when you're very far away unless you take the time to do it? And I think mm-hmm. taking the time to do it requires a massive effort on yes. both parties. I was going to say, I think, it, like, so with the people that I'm really close to still from MCAD, and ob- again, like, they're not, I'm not as close to them like I am with you guys, but but pretty pretty good, pretty close. Like, I mean, uh, I talked to these people on the phone like if not once a week then every other week sometimes more if they're if either of us are going through something and we need it um and there have definitely been times where again i I think it's it's effort on both parts and i have had times where i've been because i maybe because i'm needy and maybe because like i said i'm an introvert and i i attach to people over time but i would be calling these these people constantly and they were just like they're kind of like blank spaces in a relationship where I would be calling and they wouldn't be calling me back and you feel really dumb but like now I'm really glad that I did that because like even when like say we go for a while without talking we always end up talking again and it is always you know it is always serious conversations it is always like you know seriously tell me what you're going through you're going through something really hard okay well let's talk about that and see how you're doing or whatever or or sometimes it's fun and stupid stuff you know but it, there are definitely times where like I would feel like an idiot and I'd be like I must come across as the most like like needy and like desperate person ever to be calling these people so much you know but I feel like that's, I mean, that's the luxury of being next to somebody at work where you can be like, right. Well, you don't you know, feel like you're doing that. You're not, yeah. you're yeah. not like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, keep this thing. But I, but I actually believe that if you really care about somebody and it, and if they really care about you, even if they don't always express it, I think you need to, and, and this is something I feel like I learned this from you is like, if you actually feel something, you should probably say it. You should probably say it. You should probably just keep saying it. And, and sometimes you're not going to get any response or sometimes the response is going to be less than adequate, but I feel like you should still keep doing it because like, I mean, if anything, you're making somebody else feel better, you know, like even if they're not responding, they're probably, it probably makes their day, you know, to just be like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Like that never hurts anyone. No, I think that's an awesome thing. And I, I know you just said that I said that to you. So now yeah. I'm patting myself on the back, but <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> but pretty I, sure you were the one who told me that. I so. do feel like that's one of those things that's really nice. And I don't know. It's interesting because I, of course, I've got all these like big, you know, I'm contemplating all these things or what's going to change all this kind of stuff. Um, it's interesting because this year has been, although it's only what, like 20 days old or 24 days old or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Um, is a big year of like big plans, uh, personal plans and, you know, like like great plans and life plans and whatever. For example, Chris, you've got preoccupations now that are going to take over the next semester of your life. Mm-hmm. And so Do what's... You mean classes? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's things that you've committed to that also are going to not only distract you from your normal day to day, which may or may not be a helpful new thing that you can again, talk to Francesca about what's going on and stuff like that. But it's also something that just truly is happening in your life that's changing the course of how you think about how you're spending your time. So why don't you tell us about that? You are now a... Teacher. Teacher. (laughs) (laughs) And let's tell us more about your teaching. Well, I mean, it's just a different schedule that I have to keep track of. You don't don't feel any differently? Like it's some big new life endeavor or something like that? It is a long-term 
Actually, I feel like it's a short-term commitment. What? Because there's like because if you compare it to Dream Arcade, yeah, because it's a 15-week thing, and it's definitely something that is going to take a lot of time and energy and resources. But I'm kind of thinking about it, taking it one day at a time. Not you know, it's just making sure that every class I can be prepared if possible, and then. But you're not like now. I'm a teacher now. Like you're not like like I think me and you, Francesca, had a conversation about people wondering whether or not that's like a next like something for you like does it does it elevate your life goal status or something like you've been a teacher before that's the thing yeah. i was gonna say you've taught before so but, it's not necessarily but this is a new, new place right but i mean does, do you feel any kind of like i mean francesca is going from she's been working with me for the last seven years mm-hmm. and now she's going to a completely different place which i'm sure in some ways is like a different it's like it's like moving around, but it probably also has a very different like learning feeling or something. Mm-hmm. Like does... I think if I if I do a second semester anywhere, then maybe I will feel more like a real teacher because right now I've it's kind of been like one off things, you know. Um, so right now, I mean, I it's cool. I like to teach. So far, all of that is cool and exciting. But it, if somebody asked me what I do, I wouldn't say teacher as the first thing off really? the top of my head. Well, I might say that I teach, but I'm not like I'm a teacher. Also, I am a product designer. Also, I am doing these other things. You know, it's part of your thing, but it's not like your number one. Identity I mean, it's definitely thing, a part time thing right now. So yeah, no, that's interesting though because I know like I mean, it's a new job. It's funny like freelance. Every time I get a new job, I'm like, oh yeah normal you know like it's like a normal thing so there's no big difference between a semester i mean now it's longevity for me built into my schedule so even though it's a new semester and sometimes a new class it's such a familiar practice Mm -hmm. that it's not this like next level life change every time i get a new like something unless Mm -hmm. they shake it up i don't know you just started doing i did some stuff too another part-time job um, I'm working at Made for Retail, so I am working with mock-ups. I get to do lots of hands-on things, but I really enjoy listening to the conversations that are happening in the room because it is completely different than the mindset that I'm like in day-to-day. So it's just like a nice thing to shake things up, which is really awesome. I mean, do you yeah. when you think about that, are you like, next level life goal? Or are you just like, it's a thing? Um, maybe a combination of those two things. Like, I do like hearing about the business side of things, not that I'm necessarily like the best at like managing money or managing a business or whatever, but I do think it's interesting to hear. And I do like, I mean, I've been around you guys with product design for the past couple of years and I do like seeing the trends and seeing what you're working on and seeing what's going on. And it completely like informs like my understanding of products and what's in stores and why it is the way that it is um like I took your product design class last semester and so a lot of that knowledge is like surfacing again all things I didn't remember and now it's coming back um so I do think it's interesting and I think however it plays into like a bigger life goal that's okay but I was saying Francesca yesterday I can't think beyond like a year I don't, I don't <laughs> have a, it's really hard. I don't have like a 10 or 20 year plan because I can't even imagine how quickly things change I can't even imagine what that would be yeah. You know. Yeah. No, it's interesting. And I the reason why I asked you guys this was that um Francesca had a good conversation with a friend of mine who very thinks very much in terms of I am climbing the ladder. Like mm-hmm. he's like got a very specific next life goal, which I don't know how he determines it. And I think a lot of people that make five year plans have these things and businesses have these where you have certain goals that are 
very quantifiable. And so it's easy to see if you've achieved that because you just count up the numbers that you need and see if they match. And if like they match, then you're financials ready. or like financials, status or like status places, very reputation, very like clearly defined things that don't necessarily they neither deny nor, you know, admit that it is giving you how you feel about success or whatever. But at least you know, it's something you pre-planned and you know that when you've achieved it, you've achieved it. There's no question. You so know? you're like, if if I do something else, it should have these parameters. Right. Yeah. And then and you were talking a little bit about just difference of perspective. Like, is when you think about things, do you think about things that way? Or do you think about it more I in a learning don't, perspective? Like, I, I am in Jenny's boat where I, like, I can't predict what's, and maybe this is going to change. I do feel like I've, even in the last, like, three weeks, my mentality about how things work has changed a lot just because I've had to think about it differently. But I am more, like, like something something happens or you have an opportunity and you take it and then you're like, how does this make me feel? And then good. Okay. Keep doing it bad. All right. We'll switch it. That's how I feel. Which is probably not a good way to like ladder climb, but that's fine. I, that's I don't really, fine. I'm not really interested in ladder climbing. Remember that old, that old saying, that old, whatever sentiment where life is a journey. Yeah. Remember that great old thing. I feel like mm-hmm. that is, is that, true. Is that the song from Enterprise? Now I'm forgetting the Enterprise. Song, I don't want to. Really, I'm not going to sing it. I was going to sing it, but I don't remember what it okay. does. It's been a long time. Oh yeah, <laughs> getting from there to here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. that's probably what that song is about. I think it probably is. And then they show some spaceships, and then all of a sudden you're like floating around. When we were talking about these like ladder steps for some people that are also not really steps, it's just like just like progressing in a learning state for some people, and like reaching certain plateaus of some substance for other people i don't know i do you think people always they actually all think it's the same do you think we all are actually talking about the same thing except for some people have very specific very specific things that they're searching for and other people are just opportunists that just are like that's a thing i'll do that Hmm. you know or just a perspective i think in a creative field it's totally different than any other field i think in if you're like in dentistry or something, you're like, here are the very, like the next step. If you want to like elevate your degree in something, this is the next step and that's it. And or like no expanding like, your knowledge in Yeah, crowns. or like starting your or own like, practice yeah. or whatever. And so I think there's very specific and linear tracks, but in like a freelance or in a owning your own business or in, I don't know, like product design or anything like that. I think there's so many different things you could do or different companies you could work with or locations or anything like that, that it's so like flexible that I don't think there's any logical ladder climbing. Like it doesn't even, I can't even imagine what sort of ladder that would look like. But see, this is really like a jungle gym. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of why when you ask me about teaching, I'm not sure where that exactly. Fits. Well, I mean, I've, I've literally taught this new class one night. So, so far. So, so one half of one class, basically, um, <laughs> I can see how as a product designer, it would be really good for me. If I had to teach this first class again, I could probably do it again better because I could organize all of my thoughts in a more organized fashion. I was kind of jumping around just because I have this ball of information and it's kind of like, how do you peel it off and disseminate it to mm-hmm. people who have never, um, heard any of it if they haven't heard any of it yeah. you know and i've always that's been a uh, a real energy a, a lot of where the energy goes when i teach is how do i 
break down something that I am intimately familiar with to somebody who's never uh, who's never heard anything. The yeah. interesting thing about that is that if you actually relate it to other stuff you've been doing for the past couple of years, for example, game night. I was just thinking teaching board games yeah. like on an almost nightly basis. Like yeah. you familiarize yourself with all of the intricacies and the rules and you watch tutorials and you do all the stuff. I mean, it's almost identical to being able to have to come in and perform in front of a group of game people and be like, let me show you the easiest way to get into this here's the do's and don'ts and let's try it and let's you know and and then to relate it directly to having to do the exact same thing with another thing that's really familiar to you mm-hmm. in a classroom setting i think is is funny when you think about that and how related that is so yeah i, I can see why it doesn't necessarily just like you know that game it's not a game where you take a baseball bat and then you put a hand on it and a person puts their hand on top of your hand and then you just kind of crawl up the bat until somebody gets to the very top. And I don't even know why you do that. Now I'm confused about it, why you it might put be your like, hand on a bat. It might be like flipping a coin or something. Yeah, I think it might yeah. be flipping a coin. Oh, just like who has to do something? Who goes first, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like like in, if you're thinking about like ultimate life goals and somebody finally has this like pinnacle and then you retire and then you die or something like that, you know? like <laughs> Immediately after retiring. Yeah. You're, <laughs> like, you're like, I'm done. But... I feel like that's not exactly the same thing as like trying trying out something that is on the fringe of this giant mm-hmm. ball of interest that you have and seeing and kind of it's like an amoeba instead of like a weird like tower like vertical yeah yeah because what happens if you're interested in and actually somebody asked me this during class last night too so Chris and I teach the same class but in two different classrooms at the same time which is really fun because actually a, a past student of Francesca's was like hey and I was like, hey, you look familiar. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I was Francesca's student. And I said, oh, yeah, that's why you're familiar. And he said, yeah, you actually came in the class and taught and taught like a pattern thing. But then I asked you a question on how it is that your interests, like that you can pursue your interests the way that you do and add them in an informed way to what you do in order to kind of propel yourself further to follow new interests and i was like that is a very thoughtful question and i tried to answer and i was like oh yeah i do remember talking with you about that yeah you just kind of you kind of see what you know and you see what's related and then you decide if you want to move around i don't Mm -hmm. know yeah when you took the new job Mm -hmm. they probably pulled on a bunch of stuff that you already knew like Mm -hmm. your design skills Mm -hmm. your drawing skills your familiarity with like the business aspect. But then they also said, all right, if you come here, you have to learn a 3D program yep. and you have to be able to um, do things at this level. So let's show us you or show you a bunch of examples and you have to travel. So there's like three other facets that now are going to become this familiar like zone for mm-hmm. you. When you think about that, do you think about it as the job being a big clump of gum that's stuck on your giant gumball of life mm-hmm. or do you think about it more as these little things that all of a sudden if you know 3d that's yeah no i think i think of it i guess i think of it more like that because like for instance learning the 3d program that's something that i've kind of wanted to do for a while i took and now a, you have a reason yeah well now i have a reason and i also have like it's kind of like when i made that comic last year where i've been trying to complete a comic project for a couple years and this was an opportunity where I had to do it because it was it was a job. Yeah. And but I definitely would have wanted to do that anyway. And that comic has also in in the way that I was hoping it would has furthered other parts of my life, you know, like so yeah. it is has a very direct um impact on the things I want to be doing. And learning the three D program is like that too, where that's something that it I think it's going to have a direct influence on 
my creative abilities you know know, Mm -hmm. i actually saw something there have been at least like four or five people on instagram in the last like week that have done just little tiny you know how people sometimes just do some type exercise or something that have written the phrase just show up and of course everybody has this philosophical discussion afterwards and like yeah that's all it is about it's just going you know yeah and it's interesting thinking about that too is like the fact that you showed up to the party and actually did you know that comic mm-hmm. did of course let you see everything else the fact that you're going to seattle and showing up in seattle is mm-hmm. going to all of a sudden give you like we talk about fog of war right mm-hmm. is that that term where you can't see past the little map little situations you like my yeah, i wish you guys could see my face because i'm really excited about that yeah i yeah. guess so, yeah. his face is really funny too fog Chris, of war you know you know the train but you don't know exactly what's there yeah you know there's an edge yeah. of a map but it's grayed out but i mean like once you're there you get to see a little bit further and all of a sudden it's like this this neat thing mm-hmm. um but i don't know i mean i, I was just kind of thinking about that and then I looked at Chris's face and then I got distracted. So I don't know what I was <laughs> That's talking super about. super funny. Well, I was actually thinking of um, one of my favorite teachers from MCAD, Kenji Akagawa, used to say this thing about uh, attending things, the same sort of thing. Like the act of going to something is the vote for like the new, the possibility for something to happen. So like going or doing is like you're agreeing that a new, I don't know, a new perspective could come upon you or something can happen because you actually like attended something. And that's like more action and more like voting towards a good thing or a new thing than like not doing anything or just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think like whatever you're doing, whatever you're deciding to attend, you're like voting for the possibility of like new things. Um, But I was also thinking about we had this conversation a long time ago about secondary things that you're doing like making a comic or saying you're going to practice writing or something like that and all the like secondary things that appear because you're like practicing your writing and then all of a sudden you're better at writing which also means you're better now at like writing a story or writing a grant or writing whatever and so I don't I also don't think it's like a weird gumball or a ladder or something because it is so in the moment where you're like now I'm good at 3d or now I'm good at writing and what are the possibilities now that I can do this thing it's like all of a sudden on the table and that's why it feels so weird because there is no logical anything it's funny because I feel like when you said that there's a very big difference between like somebody who's doing their dentistry practice and there's somebody who's doing a creative practice there is sometimes you have to go backwards and sometimes you have to go in a completely different thing and most of it though instead of actually I shouldn't even say backwards because no matter where you're heading, it's all about how that experience sort of defines what is possible next. So if you are taking a job that is completely, totally different from where you thought you were headed, like a lot of my continuing ed students take, like actually do this, they find out that they like pattern design, but they've been a, you know, a ceramicist for a really long time. And all of a sudden they're, you know, they're 30 years old and they want to completely redo everything and it's funny because i think a lot of people consider that like a step back even though that doesn't make any sense it's like a step forward but a step forward in the Mm -hmm. right direction of something you're actually interested in well you're taking a step back in the industry you know but yeah but in in life in real life you're actually going forward you know you're actually progressing as a human being yeah yeah i actually you know i follow lisa congan on my instagram stuff too and it's interesting every now and again she'll talk about how she didn't actually start her practice until her late 30s 
at all. She didn't draw at all. And I think about that too as this like this this thing that breaks apart all of our expectations of what you're supposed to be doing with yourself at certain times and like how some of these new endeavors like actually going to a different place or pursuing something that's different than what you've been doing for a very long time um, all of a sudden enlightens you in this zone where you're like, oh, like look at all these other things that I could be doing, which is why I'm really excited, although I'm going to be sad when it finally hits me that you're going. Like I feel like those big moves, like those life moves, sometimes force you to reassess your situations and your absence is going to force me and Chris and Jenny to reassess what we're doing because again it's like a little arm has just like like a little spore has popped off An and has planted <laughs> like a starfish and like yeah it, or you know actually that makes sense because you're actually starfish is a good analogy because it's not like you're gonna shrivel up and like fall off no, you just you, a new one. you'll make a new starfish mm-hmm. and like and i like that a lot more because when we talked about staying in contact with people that are in a different place like it's such an amazing thing to think too that because you're on that coast how much and just like I was saying before I think of you as an extension of me you know kind of like that sounds really weird but like, like I think starfish. of you like you know like I think of you guys as this weird like jello of like everything that we could do together sometimes you know and like as a starfish sort of things like if I wanted to come and visit you in your new starfish universe Mm -hmm. like i'm sure you would expose me to things that i never would have been able to think of or like interests or things like that that you found that were just like you know that would influence like stuff that i'd be interested in in the future um and i think when i ask you guys whether or not you'd keep in touch with somebody who's far away now and i think that's the big challenge is deciding that it's a priority to like nurture your like starfish buddy time there's no question i will i'm incapable of not doing it what about chris what are you gonna do are you gonna text chris all day yeah no i'll probably i will be calling everyone and some and i think it's francesca has been scrambling to figure out every way we can play board games Uh, over over the internet over the internet oh there's ways we figured it out. Chris See, and that's nice. So she can make it easy for you to to be able to participate. Participate with what? Board games? Yeah. I'm or probably going to make it her? harder on Chris because well, I mean, most of the games yeah. are his. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just really need that. There's a lot of hidden information, but it is a way to hang out. Mm-hmm. Hang out, have a good just time. just hanging out thousands of miles apart. Yeah. Well, that's. I think that is it. Those heart-to-heart conversations are not, and everybody wants those, and some people's friendships are the hanging out, and some people's friendships are doing an activity together. And so I, I understand that. You know, there's people who will be in my life and all of you guys' lives that you cannot maintain a friendship with because it was so vital that you, you know, get coffee with that person. So it's possible that 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 happens. But I think one thing that's great about board games and when we play board games is I feel like that is a really, I mean, it's a really great way to hang out because it's a way for us to do something together. And you still are spending time with the person and you still are like, appreciating them specifically as a person but you also have this activity to do so i really like that and i'm i actually am looking also into playing board games in seattle because there is a community there um i don't think it's as good as minneapolis is sorry seattle well you never know i don't know well not the people are is here well minneapolis is minneapolis is a board game capital certain companies that reside here and stuff like right that. and and like the stores here are really good i found some in seattle and they're good like they're definitely good it's just that minneapolis is a little bit spoiled sometimes products. you think 
that it, you're just playing a game with someone, play a game with the complete strangers. It's a totally different experience. And, so, and you recently experienced that. But it, and it was and it was fun. But it was just a different. I mean, it's a totally different experience. Chris got put in his place by some pros. That's what happened. <laughs> he he walked in and then he went, "Oh my god, this is serious business. What is happening?" I would have probably died entering the room from their brain power. I'm pretty sure that their <laughs> their brain waves <laughs> just destroyed. It would, my molecules well, would have evap- evaporated. From your brain, I'm a puddle. So, I mean, that's that's a thing that I know has been on your mind. I know Chris plays games with Francesca all the time. I know you were thinking for a second, like, oh, what am I going to do with like three or four player games? Like, all of a sudden, one of my like main people is not around, and then he, of course, already knew about some of these places where they have tournaments or they have whatever else. Of course, we have game night and stuff like that too. So it's not a complete like redo, but but for your like personal game time. Um, you had to all of a sudden look for a new community. Yeah, I did. It did like open my eyes and realize I probably am going to have to find some surrogate. Francesca? Friends. Uh, well, you should probably just find me a surrogate. That's what Francesca wants. She just wants a Google Glass wearing person to walk around with a Skype on their chest. And then she can just sit there and look at and tell them what to do. I'll tell them what to do. That's really funny. (laughs) Jenny, you you want me to do it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a Google Eye, but I could probably do it. Well, see, Jenny, you Google have to, you Eye. Just, Google Eye. <laughs> Google Eye. That's good. Isn't That's that a better the, name for it? Yeah. You, yeah. But you should just play as yourself, so you could have. I could. I could play. I like games. And I I'll don't know. Find a surrogate. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting what's getting shaken up for a second. Yeah. You know, I will be very interested in seeing how this pans out. You're gonna start playing lots of games. Me? Mm-hmm. I mean, me. <laughs> you playing so many games. I feel bad because Chris comes home and he's like, he's like, you want to play Netrunner? You want to play Pathfinder? You want to play whatever? And, you know, and I'm just like, hold on. And then I just open my computer and start typing. <laughs> and then I feel bad. So I should be playing more games. Maybe I will. I will maybe make time for more games. So it's a it's an interesting spot to be in, especially New Year's. You know, we already had like our big New Year podcast, but I feel like this is a kind of a fine time to think about all these new different kinds of crazy life shaking stuff. And as things pan out, it's going to be more interesting to see how how this goes. Well, like I said, one day at a time. One day mm-hmm. at a time. One day at a time. Yeah. I mean, the future is all in internet communication anyway, right? So we'd be playing board games very easily. Yeah. Then. If only it was Neuromancer time or something where we could just jack into the Matrix. Into the Matrix. Well, we'll look into that, too. Speaking of new things happening, I think we're actually scheduling a couple new game nights. What's our first one on the list here? Well, if you guys want to mark your calendars for February 5th, that's going to be our next game night. Um, And then it'll sort of be every other week. So just keep an eye out. We'll put them on Facebook. Um, Chris has yet to decide a theme for these next couple game nights, but it'll be super fun. He got a million games for Christmas. Oh, my God, a million. Just wait. So yeah. many new ones. It'll yeah. be very fun. So just spark your calendars. So that is Thursday the 5th. Thursdays yep. instead of Wednesdays. Yeah. That's actually kind of exciting. So that's new changes also. We also want to let you know that you should definitely check out GlitchCon. Um, I don't know if the tickets are available. I believe they are. I believe they are. We might uh, do a link to that. If anybody's interested in coming to Minneapolis, it's a full weekend of all sorts of games related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of really great places are going to be there. Uh, we're teaching a class there, which is really fun. 
and uh, it should be really good. Yeah, well, actually, if you guys haven't seen it yet, this week we just posted all the artists that are going to be part of the Boss Rush at exhibition, which is coming March 20th. So that's a, a little ways away, but there are over 100 artists that are uh, illustrating their favorite bad guys and bosses. So it'll be a very epic show, and that's actually getting moved to be displayed at GlitchCon. So that's sort of our involvement and so teaching a class and uh, the exhibition side of things. We're very excited to celebrate all the awesome and baddest of guys. The baddest. And so <laughs> um, again, the, the <laughs> opening receptions here at Light Gray and then we take um, a lot of it over to... Take it on the road. Take yep. it on the road. So uh, details for that and stuff, I'm sure we'll post more about it as we get closer to March. Yep. And we are very close to the release of Great Personality 2. It has been not only my life's passion, but the bane of my existence, trying to <laughs> put everything together and try and like be a human being. But man, it's it's really good and it's it should be a lot of fun as soon as I get it up here. So again, I'll keep telling you uh, updates as I have them. And um, again, we'll let you know as soon as it's available too. So uh, other news, uh, we have, for anybody that cares about this, have basically planned the entirety of 2015, Mm -hmm. which feels pretty darn good. So with that extremely amazing knowledge comes... Lots and lots of calls for art that are going to be happening this spring. And I know we say it all the time that we're going to have one, but um, all of the stuff that we're about to do requires us to actually have them back to back for a good chunk of time here. So if you've been interested in participating any time in 2015, the best time to look for calls for art for a lot of different really amazing projects will be this spring. So I'll just put that out there for anybody that wants to keep track of um, our blog facebook and all that kind of stuff so if people want to find that stuff where do they find it well you can find our blog at blog.lightgrayartlab.com you can find our facebook facebook.com slash lightgrayartlab like us and you'll be able to stay up to date with our upcoming shows calls for art and all that good stuff you can find us on twitter we're at lightgrayartlab you can follow us on Tumblr, where lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com, and you can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store or stream it directly on Stitcher Radio. So a fond farewell, but not farewell, to mm-hmm. Francesca, who... I'll be in the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or if you guys are doing an interview, I won't, but but we'll be be here very, very soon, and no one will know the difference except for the sound quality yeah. of Yeah, until I get my own voice. sweet mic. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll be able to figure this out. So you'll you'll say hi to Francesca, but from a new location. Yeah, and then so, I'll be able to talk all about Seattle, which I'm really excited to do. We shall bid you a fond farewell, but also welcome back. So <laughs> thanks again for listening to our podcast this week, and we'll talk with you soon. If you want to play Game of Thrones, we'll set up a special. Oh, Francesca's gone now. Aw, I am upset about it. Well, I still you're I gonna can... miss the six-player no, game of no, Game of Thrones. No, Skype. We can Skype it. You can. Who's gonna Skype be Baratheon? Nobody you wants to Skype Game of Thrones. Yes, we can. You have to put secret tokens on every area of the board you control. I'm gonna get a what is it called? A again? robot arm. A surrogate. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really awesome if Ryan had Google Glass and then he was Francesca's surrogate. But then the whole time he'd also just eat Doritos and Francesca would have to like listen to his jaw.
crunch cooking. on Doritos for the entire time. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Is this our podcast? <laughs>